Gewalt. All right, so we're zoichet to start the next parak, the third parak of Meseches Beya, and we are on the bottom of Daf Chaf Gimel Amud Beis, a beautiful parak, Gshmaka Daf ahead of us, concerning trapping. Yeah. Now you're not allowed to trap any living thing. This is something that when my parents would send me to my room on Shabbos and tell me you got to stay there, stay in your room till you till you think about what you did. I would say, oh, tired, trapping, and I'll let a trap alive being, I'm, you know, you can't tell me to go to my room, right? And Ibrahim, what, uh, when is there a prohibition of tzayid? How small of an area is considered trapping of a living thing, right? Do, you, do we say, if somebody goes into their sukkah and you close the door, that's trapping? If you have a, uh, a fly, that goes into your house, and you close the door of your house. Did you just trap a fly inside your house? Or do we say that for the size of the fly, yeah, that's not, it's a, a house is a large area. Maybe the trap of, to, to kind of close in a fly between the screen and the window. And let's see if a fly in the window, which is very common, right? Flies are attracted to windows by the light. And you close the screen. So now there's about one inch. And you close it. Now the fly is inside between the screen and the outside window. Right? Is that an issue of tzayid or is that enough of areas? So there's going to be a fascinating, fascinating sugya that we're getting into. And we're going to talk particularly when it comes to Hilchas Yomtif. We know that it's mutter to do uh, a, a lot of malachas in order to have food. And one of the things that are that need to be done to get an animal, either to shecht it or to prepare it, is to trap it. Okay? So we're going to get into this malacha of trapping on yomtif, situations where it is allowed and situations where it is forbidden. All right, let's get going. Zok the Mishnah, first Mishnah for today. We're going to have more than one Mishnah today. The halacha is, you're not allowed to catch a fish from Beibarim. What are Beibarim? Beibarim are fish ponds, okay? It's not lakes, smaller ponds. People go fishing there. You're not allowed to catch a fish from there. It's a problem of trapping. And you're not allowed to put bait out in front of um, these animals, and even if it, even in front of the fish, even if it's not meant for trapping, okay? You're not allowed to feed the fish. Okay. You're allowed to trap chaya, wild animals, okay? Buffalo, deer, kosher animals that you're going to use to eat on Yom Tif. If they were already inside of a bay bar, Okay, what are these Beibar? And again, for a fish, it's a fish pond, which is not a large lake, right? It's not a large area. By an animal, it's going to be, we'll call it a, a corral, right? It's already enclosed in, but it's got a nice area to run around inside. So that you're allowed to, uh, in, if it's in a Beibar, then um, it would be mutter to, to um, uh, catch them, okay? Now, Start thinking of the lumdas here. We say fish, no. Animals, 
in, a, in these Beibarim, these enclosed areas that are not so small? Yeah, it's allowed. What's going to be, why, why by fish, no, and animals, yeah, what, would, what, was, what are some of the svaras you can think of? Right, so one of the things we've got to keep in mind is it's not forbidden to trap something that already has the status of being trapped. Okay? If it's trapped, you can't trap it again. Right? You, unless it got loose. Right? But something that's in the status of being trapped. So these Chaya and Aif, the first thing we'll notice, if it's mutter to trap it, that means that by definition, we view these animals inside the corral like they're pre-trapped. All right? You let it put food in front of them. They're, it's like they rely on you for their food. You're allowed to feed them. It depends. Not everything's the same. So here's, here's the rule. Anything which still needs to be trapped, you're not allowed to trap. And if it's not already, if it and if it is already trapped, okay, it's not lacking being trapped, which means it's already trapped, then mutter, you are permitted to trap it, further trap it. Says the Gemara. From in contradiction, you're not allowed to, from a Beibar, from these corrals, right? These uh, areas that have the Chai and Eif inside. You're not allowed to trap from them on Yom Tif. This is not like our mission. Mission says you are. You're not allowed to put food in front of them. We have a problem both with Chaya and Ifis because our Mishnah says it's allowed. It says I'll make a differentiation between the Mishnah that which says it is allowed and the Brayzer is not allowed. I'll say Hadra Buda Hadra Bon. It's Tanoi. The Tani we learned in the Brayzer Buda Imer Hatzad Tzipor LeMigdal. A person who traps a bird into a migdal. Migdal, we know, literally means a tower. Over here, it's referring to a very small enclosed room, kind of like a closet. Utsvi labayas. And let's say a deer runs into your house. Not a fly, but a deer. What if a deer runs into your house? It says, chayev. You're going to be chayev. It's considered trapping. Labayas hudim chayev. According to Rabbi Huda, it seems you're chayev in a house. Because the house is... Considered a small area for a deer to run into. Hence, if you close the door behind your deer, then you're going to be chaya for trapping. But if anything larger than a house, for example, these, these corrals that are just surrounded with fence, we'll call it, right? Then it's going to be allowed. By, by the way, you know, if you want to talk a little practically for people who have pets, it's a big problem. Until a pet is trained, if you have a pet that's a wild pet, you have a dog, a dog's by definition, a chaya, until it's trained, if you have a dog, right, that's, that's uh, its nature is to be running around, so on and so forth, until it's trained, right, there's going to be a lot of halachas that need to be learned concerning tzayid, tzad, on Shabbos. Because uh, you may end up uh, being over on, on trap. That a tzvi is even going to be, a deer is even going to be considered trapped inside of these corrals. And Mamela, um, and Mamela, according to the Chachamim, where it's already considered trapped when it's inside, there's no problem anymore.
there's no problem because again, something that's already trapped, there's no prohibition of trapping. So that's going to be the difference between the Mishnah and Brisa. One's going to be the Rebuta, one's going to be the Rabbanon. As to whether it's mutter to uh, have uh, trap a deer that's inside a corral. Okay. One holds it's already trapped. One holds it's too big to be trapped. It's only trapped in the house. That's Rebuta. Okay. But there's still a difference in halacha between the Mishnah Brisa concerning birds. Right? How are we going to say that, um, uh, how are we going to reconcile the Mishnah and the Brisa concerning a bird? All right? Now, the bird, the Mishnah said, is allowed, and the Brisa says is not allowed. So let's get into this. Says Gemara, if you're going to say Hanami like Kasha, we'll give a similar answer. Yeah, what are we going to say? Bar Makura. Maybe the Mishnah, which says it's already trapped, is dealing with, you know, a birdhouse that has a roof. It's got kura. It's got a roof on top. So it's already considered trapped. And Mamela, it's not, you know, and that's our Mishnah. It's not considered further trapping because it's pre-trapped. And the Brisa, which says it's not allowed, is dealing with a Baybar, which, you know, doesn't really have a full enclosure. There's no really, uh, there's, no, there's no real roof. Vaha, Bayistik Baybar, Makura, Dami. But a house, uh, by definition, has a roof. Okay, that if you have a bird inside of a closet, it's trapped. Okay, so what's a, what's practically speaking, if it's trapped, to trap it again is not considered trapping. Okay, is light, but just putting it into a larger part of a house, which is more than a closet, um, it's not going to be considered. Trapping. Hence, both Mishnah and Baisa agree. Both Rabbi Yehuda and Rabban agreed to those parameters. So how are we going to explain the discrepancy between, in halacha, between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabban? Amar Rabba Baravuna. Rabba Baravuna says, We're dealing with a tzipar durar. Yeah, a bird called a durar. Where it is impossible to train. Okay, it is impossible to train. Says Rashi. Zog Rashi. Ain't nobody catching a Durar bird. All right? And no matter what, listen to this. Even if a bird flies, this Durar bird flies into your home and you close the door, it's not trapped. Here's the, here's the lumbus. Something is only trapped if it gives you some sort of control over it by being in that area. But this Durar bird, you're never going to get control over it because it flies around like Meshuggah. Even if you enclose it in a smaller area, it doesn't have the status of trapped. The ton of debate, Rabbi Shmuel, the ton of debate, the Yeshiva Rabbi Shmuel, Lamanik Rashmat, Sipar Durar. Why is it called the Sipar Durar? Shadar Babai is Kibbasadeh. Even if it's in the house, it's got the same level of, of uh, elusiveness as it has when it's out in the field. Okay? And Mamela, um, our Mishnah is still going to say that, that uh, it's. Mamela, um, 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 I'm sorry. The Mishnah and Bryce are both talking about the regular birds, okay? And a regular bird will be capable of catching. And the Nafkamina could be what we said, okay? And then the Nafkamina could be between the Mishnah and Bryce, so whether, whether 
it's considered trapped when there's a when there's a roof or not. The Mishnah could be talking about when there is a roof and therefore it's already trapped and that's why it's mutter. And the bride could be talking about when there's no roof and therefore it is allowed. It, and therefore it would be forbidden to capture. Says the Gemara, by the way, now that we've come to this uh, explanation, this is another answer to explain why the wild animals themselves are also on the question, yeah, by the animals, by the chaya as well. We could just say there's a difference between how small of a corral it is. What's the difference between a gadol, a small area, and a larger area? Amar Ravashi. Ravashi says, Ready for this? You know what a small area is? Anytime you run after an animal and you could catch it in... in um, it uh, sounds like, you know, uh, picture yourself in a fly swatter. You're running after this fly. Yeah. If you're going after this fly and you can't catch it at one time, it's not trapped. You can't grab it. Anything bigger than that where you're not getting it um, in one try is called already a larger area. Inami, or you could say, Um if there's different parts that the animal can run into, then that's a beber godol, ve'idach beber katan. Anything small than that, there's no real area for the animal to run into to hide. Is considered a small corral, a small area, inami. Or you could say another way to explain the parameters of a beber katan and beber godol is, kol denafli tula dekosli adadi. Whenever the shadows of the walls reach each other, the walls are close enough to each other that uh, generally, generally um, the, um, the walls had a standard height. The walls had a standard height. So when the, the shadows reach each other, that's another way to ascertain, to determine that this, when, uh, this is small. If the, wall, if the shadows of the, each wall are, are don't reach and are too far from each other, then it is going to be a Beibar Gadol. The Idach Beibar Gadol. Period. Two dots. All right. Here we go. Two dots. Zokti Gemara Vaitar Abshing Leolaymer. Yeah, not every Beibar, not every um, uh, enclosed area is equal, is the same. We follow Reb Shimon ben Gamliel. says halacha mechlal debliki. If you're saying halacha, it seems that there's some sort of machlekes. But who, how do you, where do you see a machlekes that, that there's a that it somebody argues says no, it doesn't depend on the size. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. It bothers you. But the mind of kamina. What does it care? What does it bother you so much that we use that word? Gemara, Gemara, Zemorta, Tehei. Yeah? That Gemara needs to make sense. And therefore, if we're going to be using a word in the Gemara, um, says Abaye to his beloved Rabbi, it should be a Zemer. It should be a Negin. The words of Tyra and the words of Gemara should be delicious. It should flow. And if there's a word here that doesn't make sense, and then that's confusing to me, 
I'm going to question it. Here's the rule. Anything that is not considered, that is not yet considered trapped, it's forbidden to trap. What's considered not yet trapped. Any animal that somebody would say, you know what, I need some help catching this thing. I need a trap in order to make it easier to grab this animal. That's now considered not trapped and it would be forbidden to trap says, When it comes to geese and chickens, we say bring traps. We still said, A person who traps these types of birds is going to be potter. I mean, it's forbidden to trap, but there's no, uh, it's not going to be a considered an iser dairaisa, where, where you're high of. A where you're high of a carbon if it's a chatas, okay. So we see from over here says Abaye that just the exp- using this expression in and of itself is not enough to show me any to, to show me the the parameters of what I'm chayiv because sometimes we use this word we use this expression and you're still not chayiv. Amar Rabba Baravuna Marshmo Sarabba Bar Rabba Baravuna says in the name of Shmuel, and he says, no, we're still sticking to our guns that what is considered not trapped, if a person's going to say, please bring me a trap. However, I, what about the feet? What about the birds, right? The geese and the chickens? No. Geese and chickens ultimately um, always go back to their coops in the evening. And therefore, they're always considered traps despite the fact that a person's going to say, oh, bring me a trap to catch them because naturally, they're already trapped. They always come back home. They, they have the... Well, there's other birds that don't go back to their coop in the evening. And those are the birds that were saying, oh, if a person has to say, go get me a trap, they're not considered trapped. Okay? In other words, geese and chickens are more naturally considered trapped by the mere reality of them being controlled in their nature. What about doves of the Shubach and doves of the Aliyah, birds that live in the attic? They go back at night, Vitania, and we learned in a Brisa, a person who traps Yaine Shubach. And Yoni Aliba, Vitsiparim Shakinu, Betvichem Abiris, or birds that, um, or birds that uh, sit in their nests in uh, Babirais, which is like a, a, also, it's like an enclosure, like a corral, but here it's referring to more of a home. Chayab, you're going to be Chayab. So you see that even birds that naturally go back to their habitat, it's still going to be a Chayab of trapping. Ella Amar Rabba Baravuna Mashmol. Rather, Rabba Baravuna says the name of Shmol. Halalu Bon the Chlulavim Barev. Geese and chickens go back to their coops in the evening. Umuzaynasan Alecha, and you feed them. The Halalu and these other birds, Bon the Chlulavim Barev. Umuzaynasan Alecha. They they have less of a reason why they're considered trapped because we don't. Uh, the the person is not you know they don't rely on the person to give them 
uh, to give them food. Hence, what the Gemara is saying at this stage right now is that we thought until now a bird's considered trapped more naturally when they return to their coop. And now we're saying we're adding to that. And we're saying, oh, you know something else that's needed? Not only that they return to their coop, but also um, but also that mezaynascha alecha. They rely on, the, they're relying on the person for their mezaynas. Okay. Rav Mari, Omar, Rav Mari says, Hani Avidi Lerbuye. Some, uh, the, these other birds, these doves, are able to get away. Vahani Avidi Lerbuye. And the geese and chickens do not go away. Kulu Nami Avidi Lerbuye. Says Gemara, I go try catching a goose and a chicken. They, they, know, how to, they know how to go away. So the Gemara says, Lechluvan Ka'amrinan Da Avidi Lerbuye. Yeah? You're right, there are some, but. <clears throat> when it comes to the the uh, the um, doves, um, they they you know they uh, are more elusive when they get away. When it comes to the geese and the chickens, though, because they ultimately always go back to the coop. Again, we could be more lenient. We could be more mako because they are more naturally considered trapped. And once something is considered trapped, it's mutter to trap them on yumt if they're pre-trapped. End of the Gemara. We're now up to the second Mishnah in Perak Shlishi. All right, here we go. Mitsudas Dogim Trapping a Chaya, Aif, or fish that are set aside for your Suda. From before Yom Tif. All right? So I set aside, you know what? I'm going to want that animal. I'm going to want that animal. I'm going to want that fish. You're not allowed to take from them on Yom Tif. You trap them before Yom Tif, not take them on Yom Tif. Unless you know that they were already nitsudai, they were already trapped from before Yamtiv. Okay, fine. Now, this needs explanation. One additional thing that we didn't discuss in the last mission that this mission is adding in is that anything, let's say you laid out a trap before Yom Tif. You laid out a trap for a deer. Yom Tif morning you wake up and there's a deer in there. Do we know when the deer got in there? No. We don't know. I set out my traps when? Erev Yom Tif. Yom Tif morning, I see the deer, I see the fish. You're not allowed to use those animals. Why? Muktza. Unless you know that the traps that were put out before Yom Tif, Taka were, um, uh, Taka had those animals even before Yom Tif started. Okay. Now remember, it's a suffix. We don't know if it was shot before Yom Tif or on Yom Tif. Muktza itself is derabonon. It says, even though it's a suffix, you now let to use them on Yom Tif. Okay. A story with a non-Jew. 
Shehivi dagim l'Rabbi Gamliel. He brought fish to Rabbi Gamliel. Va'amar Rabbi Gamliel says mutarim heim. Ella she'in ritzveni the kabbamana. Really, these fish are allowed to be eaten. Except I don't want to take it from you. I don't want to take it from you. Says Rashi. She'ani sainai. I, I I hated the guy. I didn't like him. So that's why I didn't take it. But really, you know, it's lahalacha. He's, he's telling that his talmidim. The reason why I stayed away from it is not nothing to do with halacha. It was just because I didn't want to take any sort of present from it. Says the Gemara, my solistar. This Mishnah is hidden. Okay? Why is the Mishnah hidden? Because if you look at the story at the end of the Mishnah, what happened? First it says, if you don't know whether a animal fish is trapped before Yamtif or on Yamtif, what's halacha? You're not allowed to use it. And then it says, story, a guy came to Rabbi Eichanan, to Rabbi Gamliel, and Rabbi Gamliel said, oh, I'm allowed to use it. Why? How do you know it wasn't trapped from, uh, how do you know it wasn't trapped from before Yom Tif? It says, Yeah, we're missing out words from the Mishnah. And we got to add the following words in. Suffolk Mochan If it's a Suffolk, whether it was prepared. From before Yom Tif, then it's us. Matir, but Rav Gamil argues that's the Maisa Lister. Letting us tell that not everybody agrees that it's forbidden. Alright? So what the Gemara is explaining is, is that the story of the Mishnah is taka contradiction to the beginning of the Mishnah. You know why? Because it's Machlaikis. Rav Gamil argues on the Tanakhama. And he says, you're allowed to use animals if you're unsure, if you set out the traps before and you're unsure when the animals actually were trapped. We don't follow Rabbi Gamliel, that it's mutter, rather it is usher like the Tanakhama. Some learnt the halacha, going on the following b'risa, suffik muchen, if it's suffik, whether the animal was trapped before Yom Tif or not, Rabbi Gamliel Matir, Rabbi Shua Aisir. Okay, Rabbi Shua is like the Tanakama. I'm Rabbi Yudamashmuel, Halachic Rabbi Shua. The Halacha is like Rabbi Shua. Okay, so also either way, even according to this Ikadamasni, both are agreeing with the Halacha that it is forbidden. Vikadamasi Lahadatanya. Some learn the statement going on the following Brisa, the statement that it's forbidden to use. A trapped animal, uh, an animal that suffix trapped before yomtiv, suffix or suffix that's on yomtiv, a hadatana going on the following brisa. We now turn to Omud Beis, Chavdalid, Omud Beis. What does it say in the brisa? Shechtem minhanegaram yomtiv. You're allowed to shecht an animal minhanegaram. Okay, what are negarim? Rashi says it's the bibarim that we spoke about in the beginning of the parak. All right, these enclosures. Um, you know, these, these corrals. So you're allowed, to, you're, you're allowed to shecht an animal that you already had. But you're not allowed to take an animal that was in a, in a net or in a trap. If you found that the nets were already like used up, okay, before it must be that the animals were caught before Yom Tif, and that's why the net got messed up. 
If a person could figure out when they were trapped, you're permitted to do so. Okay, in other words, you're permitted to uh, rely on the circumstances surrounding the net to tell me when the animal was trapped. If otherwise, it would be a suffix. Says Gemara, one second. This itself is a question. Amred, first we say in the price of Yomtev, if you found the net, the trap used up before Yomtev, then you know it was done before Yomtev, and it's pre-trapped, and you could use it. Time with the The reason why it's allowed is because you see the nets were used up before Yomtev. Hasveka Isurin. It seems that, let's say you're in doubt whether the, the, the nets were, uh, whether the animals were trapped and the nets were, you know, uh, ruined from catching the animal, we're unsure, it seems going to be us. But then, only when you find the nets are used up on Yom Tif, do you have to be machmir? It seems stomach, it would be mutter um, on Yom Tif, and it would be, it would be permitted. Yeah, you could, you could assume that, the, that it would be used before Yom Tif. So the Gemara's question here is in the stam, in a plain case where I'm unsure, I don't have anything particularly telling me whether it was trapped before Yom Tif or on Yom Tif. And for the Gemara, this is what the Brisa means. If a person found the nets and the traps, you know, uh, ruined from before Yom Tif, then certainly you could say the animal was trapped before Yom Tif. Yeah, the, nets, the, the trap was used up. But if there's a doubt, then Nasa Commission, it said the Yom Tif be'asura. You should assume you should be machmer. All right, I'm Ravino Mashmol. Halacha, Kurushim ben Alazar. Halacha is like Reb Shimon ben Alazar, who says that only when you see the traps were used up before Yom Tif could you be could you be makel. But if you're unsure, then one needs to be machmer. Period. Two dots, a little less than halfway down on Chavtalid Amud base. Okay. Zokt the Gemara. Va'amar mutarim him. Rabbi Gamliel says if you're unsure whether it was trapped before Yom Tif or on Yom Tif, it's mutter. And we brought a story. A guy brought him fish. And Rabbi Gamliel said, no thank you. All right? And he turned to his Talmidim and he said, I didn't take it. Okay? But not because it's forbidden. It's really allowed. Says the Gemara of Aramam Ritarim, him Mutarim Lamai. What does it mean, Mutter? Ambravamar, Mutarim Lakabo. Mutter could be that even if you're not supposed to eat it, you could still be Makabalit. It's not Muktza. That might be the opinion. But Levi Amar, no, no, no. It means Mutar Lachil. Rigomil says Mutter, what he meant was not only that it's Mutter for him to take it and that it's not Muktza, but it's even Mutter for him to. Eat it, okay, and that could be again. It's just unclear. All he said is what all Reb Gamil said is mutter. What did mutter mean? It could either mean mutter for muktza, as far as muktza is concerned, or it could be mamish lachila. Amar Rav, Rav says la'ilam al yimna adam asmim beis medrash afilu shachas. A person should not hold himself away, should not refrain from going to a beis medrash, even for a moment. Every moment in the beis medrash is precious. Tanova Levi Avi coming to the Rebbe. Levi and I were learning from Rebbe Ki Amara Lahosh Maitza. And we were going through this Shmaitza, this conversation. But Orta Amar Mutarim Bachila. 
Yeah, at night, Rebbe said that it was allowed. But Patsafra, by the next morning, he had changed his mind. And he said, no, no, no. What Rabbi Gamliel meant is not, not that it's mutter l'achila. It was only mutter l'kabel. Amar mutar l'kabel. Anah, to have a be medrasha, an I who was in the Bismedrash throughout, hadribi. So I knew that the halacha changed. Yeah, and, and uh, not the halacha changed, but the opinion changed. Levi, lo yavi medrasha, lo yahadar And Levi wasn't kept the same halacha because that's what he heard from Rabbi. So again, Rav <coughs> said it's only mutter l'kabel. Levi argued and said it was mutter bachilas. Quipped Rav. I know it's mutter l'kabel only, and I know why Levi says mutter l'achila, because Rabbi originally said mutter l'achila, but Levi wasn't in, wasn't in in yeshiva the next morning, and therefore he didn't hear the, the Rabbi back out, which is a beautiful message and lesson of, of being together in a Bishmajr. is not, a, a Bishmajr is a place for togetherness, for conversation, for limud, for overhearing. Right? Sometimes you're sitting in a Bishmajr and you, you have a chavrusa, or there's a, there's a little bit of a downtime, and you're a person can be Bavar Sajra by himself, and you hear a conversation taking place near you in Halacha. There's so much Torah that goes in through the mind, and that can come out. And that's what that's the tachlis of a base medrash. It's not just to have a, sometimes people think of a base medrash as a place, a quiet place to go learn. No, it's not a quiet place to go learn. It's a place to overhear Tyra, right? Sometimes you can have it set, but it's not a library. It's a place to overhear Tyra from others. And there's so much that, that comes out and fascinating ideas that we pick up on <clears throat> just by sitting ourselves inside of a base medrash. Beautiful. Mace they asked a challenging question. If a guy brings a present to a yid, even if they are, if it's fresh fish or fresh fruit, mutarim, it's mutter to eat on yamtif, even though it seems to imply that it was picked on yamtif or caught on yamtif. According to one who says that it's that it's mutter to be mekabelit, right? This was rav. It's what he said, Rebbe, back to you. I said, you can be makabal. Okay. So you can be makabal. Elamanda Omar Mutaram Bachila. Peres Meneyama Mishar Bachila. Yeah. Fruit that's plucked from a tree is certainly muksa. Yeah. Why would you be allowed to eat it? Says Gemara, one second. Lutamech, Peres Meneyama Mishar Betoto. If you're telling me it's muksa, the same way it's mutter to eat, the same way it's forbidden to eat, it should also be forbidden even to accept because you can't move it. Ella, rather. We're dealing with kavri daadimi. We're dealing with fish that are adaim under red, u peri dekvishi, and and dekvishi biarka, and fruits that are literally means pickled in greenery. Okay, askinon. That's the case that we are dealing with. Now they would wrap it in greenery to show that it was fresh. So it doesn't mean it was mamish picked that day. It was just fresh. Why do we say picked picked that day? Because they look fresh as if they were, they look as fresh as if it was picked that day. All right, let's get one more halachin over here and it'll take us to the next daf. Amr of Papa Hilchasad the halacha is Nachrishevi during the Yisrael Yantif. If a guy brings a present to a year on Yantif, him Yeshmi Ayse Amen Ben Machuber Aser. If, if there's a chance that that type of thing could have been picked on Yom Tif, it's Aser. 
Okay, you have to be chayshish. You have to suspect that it was picked on yomtiv. Ulerev nami asurim bekadeshi yasu, and you can't even use it after yomtiv. The amount of time of kadeshi yasu, kadeshi yasu is a rule. If a malach is done for somebody um, on Shabbos and yomtiv in a way that was in in a way that was forbidden, you ha- there's like a certain kanas. You have to wait kadeshi yasu. The amount of time that it would have otherwise taken for me to do this after yomtiv. Let's say it would have taken me a half hour to pick the fruit. Even after yomtiv, I need to wait a half hour. Before I eat the fruit, kadeshi yasu. It's not type of thing that is uh, that is attached to the ground. If it's from within the tchum, mutter. It's mutter. Why? Because uh, it wasn't attached to the ground. Okay, and it was from inside the tchum. There's there's no concern that somebody had to put in particular forbidden time and effort. Top of tomorrow's daf. However, chutz l'tchum. Let's say it's type of thing that's brought from outside the tchum, usher. It is usher to use it, okay, on Shabbos and Yom Tif. However, if a person brings it from outside the tchum for one yid, another yid is permitted uh, is permitted to use it even on Yom Tif. And we'll hold it here for today. And be'ezas Hashem on Matzi Shabbos at nine o'clock. We will pick up from here on Daf Chavhei Amud Aleph. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos and a guten Mayr.